Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. I was raised to be a giver, to give of myself any time that I was needed, to be the first to volunteer, the first to show up, the first to commit my time and energy, to go the extra mile when someone was in need. I was raised to believe in the goodness of others and to be there for them. I was taught to forgive and forget to overlook their harsh words or their dismissive behavior, to turn the other cheek when someone hurt my feelings. You see, I was raised in the church, and these lessons were taught to me weekly, and I took all of them to heart. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me here today. We're talking about reactive abuse. And I want to talk about the effect that reactive abuse, your reactive abuse, has on you as a victim of covert narcissistic abuse. So let's paint a picture here, and I want you to imagine this with me. For many of you, this will be incredibly easy to imagine because you have lived it. Imagine that you grow up believing in the goodness of others. You believe that others desire peace in life. You believe that they care about those around them. You believe that everyone has a conscience and that they'll feel bad when they hurt someone, you know, especially those that they love. But you believe that, you know, they'll feel guilty and they'll make it right, that they're going to work to reconcile. You believe that they'll put this effort into making things right, apologizing for their part and accepting your apologies for your part. You believe that things will be mutually carried out in this way. So that's how you are in life, and now you get married, and you truly love this person. You're ready to give them all of you, your time, your energy, your heart. You want a peaceful home, and you believe that that's what they want too. And this goes for both men and women. You see, covert narcissism is not a gender issue. Let me say that again. This is not a gender issue. I will be addressing this in much greater depth in upcoming episodes, so just know that that's coming. As life begins to happen with this person, of course things happen. And and you both hurt each other's feelings at times. That's unavoidable. This is normal. People get cranky and maybe they hit each other with sharp words. This is human. It happens in every relationship. So you apologize for your part. You might come back and say, hey, I'm sorry I got cranky this morning. You were taught to clear the air, to not leave things hanging, to not go to sleep in anger, to forgive and find forgiveness to make things right. And you expect that they will do the same, that they will carry their part, that they will own their piece of the issue. You know, it really isn't hard to apologize. It's not hard to clean the air, but they don't do it. They leave things hanging. They don't make it right. Well, you might say to yourself, that's okay. I'm sure that they feel bad for how they talk to me, and I'm I'm sure they didn't mean it, and you move on. But this happens over and over and over. Their sharp tongue gets sharper. 
Their words hurt a little deeper each time. Why? Because nothing ever gets cleared out. Let's say one day you accidentally leave your bathroom towel on the floor and they snap at you. Why can't you ever pick up after yourself? You're such a slob. Okay, you didn't mean to leave your towel on the floor and this isn't common. So you respond with, oh, sorry, I was in a hurry and I forgot. I'll take care of it. But their reaction was so abrupt and so heated at you that it's shocking to your system. A slob? Really? You call me a slob? And you work so hard to keep the house clean, and this one time you leave your towel on the floor? But the intensity of their reaction to you causes you to make sure you'll never do that again. And they don't come back later and say anything such as, Hey, sorry I got snappy this morning. Thanks for taking care of that towel. They don't do anything along those lines. Anything that acknowledges that their words stung. No, you don't ever get that from a covert narcissist. So now you start working extra hard to never get that type of reaction from them ever again. Maybe another time you said you'd be home, you know, you just said, I'll be home at five. And there's nothing magic going on at home. You know, when you said, you know, you'd be home at five, there's no special occasion you're trying to be at. It's just a normal evening. So not being in a hurry and you start chatting with a coworker after work, Maybe you're 10 minutes after 5 when you get home. No big deal, right? This should not matter. But yet you get snapped at. You're late. You said you'd be home at 5. You're always late. Again, this reaction is harsh and abrupt. Trying to be peaceful, you respond, I'm sorry. I didn't think we had anything going on tonight. I was talking to Susie before I left. But once more, you do not receive any sort of softness back, any acknowledgement that their words hurt. They don't say, oh, I'm sorry, you know, the kids are being loud and I just really needed a break. If they would take that ownership, then the air could clear and you might even respond with, oh man, sorry to hear that. Let me set my stuff down and I'll take care of them. You go take a break. But none of this ever happens. You know, it doesn't have to be heated and ugly, but it stays that way. You don't get any softness, no give. I've talked about that in previous episodes. You get no attempts at reconciling, no ownership for the harshness of their words. You only get the blame, the sharpness, and even silence. So yet again, you work extra hard to never get this type of reaction from them again. Cutting conversations short just to hurry home. To keep them happy. Now I've given you two examples. One is a towel on a bathroom floor. Another is you know being 10 minutes past what time you said you'd be home. These are two examples. But when you've lived a life with a covert narcissist. You have hundreds of examples. Time after time. You get snapped at with reactions that just don't match the situation. You continue making every modification you can to accommodate all these eruptions, changing everything you can about how you go about doing daily life in a futile attempt to keep them happy. You get no acknowledgement of the adjustments you're making, and you get no acknowledgement of the way that their words continue to sting your heart. Yet, you try to keep things peaceful. 
You continue to apologize for the various things that you do, and you grasp onto that hope that they will do the same. You are starved for reconciliation and peacefulness. You might even try to talk to them about the way you feel, about how their sharp words hurt, about the lack of compassion or even common courtesy. But things don't ever get better. It simply continues. Each sharp word stings a little deeper than the last one. You've tried so many times to peacefully reconcile. You've tried ignoring your own feelings so that their words don't hurt you. You've tried voicing your feelings gently to them, hoping that they will understand. You've tried every approach you can think of, but nothing ever gets better. So that's the picture. That's where we are in life. And then one day, one day you just cannot take it anymore. This has to stop. It has built up inside of you like a volcano. And you erupt. You finally snap back. You tell them that they are insensitive, that they are verbally abusive, that they are blind to your feelings. You tell them that they have no idea how much they have hurt you over all of these years. That this is ridiculous and you won't take it anymore. What do they do? They look at you like you're crazy. They calmly look at you and say, what's wrong with you? I think you've really lost your mind here. And you feel totally crazy. They will calmly tell you that they are not blind to your feelings. They, they will say to you, I've, I've always cared about your feelings. I've cared for you for years. They will tell you that they don't have a clue what you're talking about. This is maddening. How? How could they possibly not get it? How could they not understand what you are talking about. It's like we have been living in two different worlds this entire time. Reactive abuse is what happens when a victim lashes out towards the abuser because of the crazy-making abuse they have been experiencing and they just can't take it anymore. You finally reach your breaking point. You become sharp-tongued. You become reactive. You become harsh. The abuser, you know, the one that caused all the problems in the first place, may say to you, you're overreacting. You're being dramatic. This isn't that big of a deal. They will tell you that your behavior is proof that you, the victim, are crazy and unstable. Yet they have provoked you over and over. And you've done everything you can to keep peace with them. You've put up with it for years. Making excuses, believing the best in them, working so hard to keep that peace. And finally you can't take it anymore so you explode. And now they call you the narcissist. They use your own reactions to their abuse against you. Well, you know that you did react hard. This isn't like you, and you really don't like how it feels. This is what they've been doing to you for years. So now you question this. You question this one time in yourself. This one reaction makes you wonder, am I the narcissist? What? 
Look at everything you've been through. Look at everything that's been going on in your world. You react to them for survival of yourself. You are suffocating under them. You have changed everything you know to change. You've gone out of your way in everything you do to accommodate them, to avoid their snappy reactions. You don't chat with your friends anymore. You don't stop spontaneously at the store. You don't speak without prepping every word that comes out of your mouth. You don't pursue your own hobbies. On and on the list goes. You have lost yourself. Until that one day. One day when you just can't take it anymore. You have to know that you matter. You say it to them. But you're saying it to yourself more. You are finally standing up for you and saying, I matter here. You can call it reactive abuse. I do understand this term. It is reactive. And it can certainly be abusive. But please know that this is a survival mechanism. It does not need to define who you are. It does not need to be who you have become. It may just be that you can't take it anymore. It may be necessary at this time for your very survival. But that's it. It's a survival tactic. If you have reached that point, then it is absolutely time to do something about this environment that you're living in. It is time to find a way to make some changes in that environment so that they are more conducive to you being able to be you. Whether you stay or leave in a marriage is a very personal question. And only you can find what is right for you and your family. But giving your soul for a covert narcissist to feed off of it every day, losing you more and more is no good for anyone. It's not good for you, for your kids, not your job, not your family, and not even that covert narcissist in your life. Whether you leave or stay, there are ways to protect yourself so that you can be the loving, peaceful, and compassionate person that you wish to be without becoming calloused and reactive. If you aren't aware of this reactive abuse as it happens, it's very easy to begin to treat everyone with this same reactiveness. I've seen that many times in the people that I work with. The pain inside of you screams to be heard. And your words can become sharp and painful to those around you. A child who develops reactive abuse in their childhood, maybe in response to you know an, an abusive parent or a neglectful parent, but when they develop this reactive abuse and then they rely on it to interact with their world, this can easily become a part of their personality, a part of their identity. It can become who they are, and this has the potential to develop into narcissism. So parents, please learn about reactive abuse. Learn about adaptive narcissism and learn how to provide emotional safety to your kids. I will be doing an upcoming episode on ways to help our kids very soon. The reactive abuse that explodes in you in that moment when you just can't take it anymore gives you one small glimpse of what is going on inside of the covert narcissist. You see, they are trapped in that reactiveness. Their own defensiveness keeps them trapped there. 
They can't get out. They can't get out because they can't put their guard down and face it. They can't even face their daily reactions to normal life, let alone their overreactions to, you know, normal life. They don't see this reactiveness, and they certainly cannot own it with simple apologies or any acknowledgement of the sting of their words. If you can see your own reactiveness, this is a major step in your own healing. This is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. Children don't have that kind of awareness. In fact, a lot of adults don't either. But with this awareness, you are now in control of you, not the reactiveness. And this makes all the difference in the world. So please, if you are feeling out of control, if you are spiraling in reactiveness, reach out for help. Find a therapist, find a coach, find a support group. There are people who can help you. I do offer both individual coaching and group coaching. You can find this on my website at www.cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are CNG, Covert Narcissism Group. That is the name of my Facebook group, CNGLifeCoaching.com. You also can feel free to email me. I do answer all my emails, even though it might take a little bit of time sometimes. I just I get overwhelmed at times with all the emails, but I do answer them. You can email me at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at CNGLifeCoaching.com. Together, let's become more aware of the reactiveness inside of each of us so that we can heal and find peace. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at CNGLifeCoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G, as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.